As the sun rises over the city of Maniket, its skyline transforms into a silhouette of enchantment. The warm glow of lanterns that illuminated the cobblestone streets now replaced by the light of the burning mother. The port city of Maniket rests along Rahadum's northern coast, nestled between the vast expanse of the inner sea and the rugged terrain of the surrounding land. It is a bustling hub of maritime activity, a gateway where trade and diverse cultures converge. In a bygone era of Maniket's history, the light of the Burning Mother would sustain the lush and vibrant gardens, which added an enchanting allure to its urban landscape. Now, the gardens are no more, replaced by the ever-encroaching desert. In a small section of these gardens sits a humble home, surrounded by other similar homes. What was once a garden is now residential housing specifically reserved for the city's tradesmen. Within this home awakens Amir. Amir's eyelids flutter open as the tantalizing scent of a familiar breakfast wafted through the air. The aroma, a melody of sizzling bacon, freshly brewed coffee, hot clarified butter, and the faint hint of cinnamon wrapped around him like a comforting embrace. Working on the garden renewal project has its benefits, and being able to afford such a bounty was at the top of the list. <sighs> oh, hell yes. Amir half yawns. He can already tell he's overslept, but as this is his free day, he's thankful for the extra rest. He sat up in bed, his heart filled with anticipation, unaware that the world he was about to enter was not his own. Emerging from the warmth of his bed, Amir padded across the room, his bare feet cold against the stone floor. Rays of golden sunlight streamed through the parted curtains, casting ethereal patterns upon the walls. The room seemed infused with vibrant energy, as if the air itself crackled with magic. Down the hallway, he walked as he made his way toward the source of the enchanting aroma. He could almost see the scents in the air, mixing and moving together as if they were reagents with a delicate mixture, each merging note bringing new impressions of color. As he reached the kitchen, he marveled at the sight that awaited him. Layla stood by the hearth, her graceful figure bathed in warm glow, the light on her skin reminding Amir of how she looked on their wedding day. She turned her attention to Amir for what was but a moment, yet in that moment, her eyes danced with radiance that could rival the morning sun. With practiced ease, she flipped pancakes on the griddle, the scent of their golden perfection permeating the room. At the table, Miri sat, her golden curls cascading down, just barely meeting her shoulders. Her laughter filled the air, pure and joyful, as she eagerly reached for what was definitely not her first pancake, as evident by the syrup covering her mouth and hands. Amir's vagus nerve twinged, typical for periods of compassion or empathy, such as gazing at the sight of his precious family, united in this idyllic, normal moment. As Amir took his place at the table, a subtle shift in the air caused him to furrow his brow. He gazed at Layla, his eyes narrowing in confusion. Her features, once so familiar, seemed to waver and morph before his eyes. 
A shiver coursed down his spine, an inkling of unease creeping into his consciousness. Amir's dream began to unravel like threads unraveling from a tapestry. The walls of the kitchen twisted and contorted, shadows dancing in a macabre patterns across their surface. The laughter of Miri grew distorted, a haunting echo that chilled Amir's soul. Panic gripped his heart as the truth was revealed. The faces of his beloved wife and daughter shifted grotesquely, their features contorting into a twisted mockery of their former selves. No longer were they the beacon of love and joy that he remembered, but haunting apparitions that mirrored the nightmare that shattered his life years ago. The cruel reality of his recurring dream crashed upon him like a tidal wave. This dream, this agonizing torment, was a vivid reminder of the unimaginable loss he had endured. The murders of Layla and Miri had left a void in his soul, a wound that refused to heal. With a jolt, Amir's eyes flew open, his breath coming in ragged gasps. <sighs> that fucking dream again. Amir whispered to himself as he rubbed his eyes, attempting to disperse the pain in his head and clear the tears from his vision. Beads of sweat dotted his forehead as he took in his surroundings. He found himself in an alcove of what looked to be one of the many back alleys within Alkenstar, City of Smog. He was dirty, wearing soiled clothes, under a suit-stained blanket, with little to no memory of how he came to be in this situation. After a moment to steady himself, he thought back to the last thing he could recall. Besides the usual flashes of partial recollections that typically occurred when he hit the bottle, the last crystallized memory he could summon were the events that leading up to this event. The details of the event are still pretty hazy, but it's obvious things did not go to plan. Ugh, fuck. I fucked it right up. <clears throat> Is this rock bottom? This feels like rock bottom. At that moment, still within what could only be described as the mana bomb of all hangovers, a small part of Amir's brain starts coming fully online. He looks down at his clothes. Hmm? Wait a second. These are not the clothes he remembers wearing last night, not by a long shot. It also appeared that that was not the only difference. After a quick inspection of his belongings, he found his old travel pack stuffed with everything needed for him to survive. Of course, all of this was odd when you find yourself sleeping in an alley with no memory as to why an emergency pack would be necessary. Last night must have gone terribly wrong, as evident by the presence of his go-go bag. As his gaze fell on the worn ridges of the cobblestone alley, another part of Amir's brain started stirring. <clears throat> Wait a second. This wasn't even the capital district. Based on the wear and type of stone, he was clearly in the fairest quarter. At least that was a positive and a sign that an incredibly inebriated Amir is still Amir. His safe house must be close by. Hey, Pookie, uh, you there? Movement from his pack answered his question, followed by familiar soft gurgles. Coming out of his pack, a tiny mass of liquid muscle oozed out of a pocket on the side. 
It plopped on the stone with a squelch, then quickly climbed into Amir's extended hand. Once there, a single eye, bobbing freely within the ooze, could be seen staring up at Amir. Okay, let's see if I had the good sense to pack some disguise materials. Within his pack, Amir locates a small, familiar satchel containing a disguise kit and a few smaller prosthetics crafted by Amir himself. After a few minutes applying the disguise kit within the alley and donning his equipment, he mentally prepared himself for the upcoming jaunt through the early morning streets of the Ferris Quarter. All right, let's get to the safe house before the city really wakes up. It doesn't take long for Amir to determine his location and make a beeline to the safe house. Calling it a safe house was an insult to houses everywhere. It wasn't much of a house. Rather, it was more a carefully hidden room only accessible from an underground tunnel. The prospect of hiding away in such a squalid room did not bring Amir any pleasure, but he stayed in much worse locations under much more precarious circumstances. Granted, he has no memory of the events that led to the circumstances in which he now finds himself, so this could very well be more precarious. Once he's safely settled within the still air of the safe house, Amir takes stock. All his tools are present, along with rations, and a pretty standard kit for traveling. Okay, Pookie. What are the steps for any successful experiment? Firstly, observation. I observe that I am in deep shit. I am in possession of my go-go bag and dressed so that none will recognize me. Based on my lack of any helpful recollection of last night's events, I vote that the first order of business is to go back the fuck to sleep and figure this out later. We can do a bit more research to devise a hypothesis tonight, under the cover of darkness. Pookie, as always, blinks his agreement. Later that night, Amir crouches in the shadows a few blocks away from his destination, for the night, a place in which he barely evaded detection, not moments before. It was a modest building with a humble purpose. In arched lettering across the door, it reads, The Poison and the Cure, a name he thought mildly clever considering alcohol and minor healing items were the shop's primary wares. It was a business of his own making and the only true possession in which Amir could feel true pride. It resided in a small corner of the Ferris Quarter near the southern wall of Alkenstar City. All Amir wanted to do was sell elixirs, get people drunk, get drunk, and make a bit of coin. But the letter now in Amir's hand voided all of his hard work and oxidized his reputation, like fine oil left to spoil. It reads as follows. By order of the Shield Marshals, this property has been reclaimed by the Grand Duchy of Alkenstar. A reward will be given to any individual with information into the human man known only as Emir. Signed, Shield Marshal Angelique Loveless. A flash in his memory. A broken table, spilled platters of brightly colored foods, and the look of shock and disgust on pompous, inflamed, and bloated faces. Stuttered moments in time flashing behind his eyes as he begins to recall faces and names associated with them. Mugland. 
Loveless. You don't get far in Alkstar before you start hearing those names being thrown around. The corrupt tag team duo, Deputy Shield Marshal Angelique Loveless and the business mogul Ambrose Mugland, along with a few other money movers, practically ran the city. The two of them together are nearly untouchable. He had lost everything he had built since arriving in Alkenstar because of them. He was certain of it. None of the other pompous assholes that he remembered from the night before had to pull, had the pull to strip him of his possessions, his reputation, and what could very well be his freedom if he's not cautious. He was a wanted man. Again. Why did he insist on testing a brew so volatile directly before what was obviously an extremely important meeting? Sometimes he just couldn't help himself. There was also a decently accurate portrait of Amir below the note. Although none would recognize him as he was now, donned with the disguise and wearing soiled clothing, no one spares a second glance for the untouchables, the homeless, or the urchins. Looking at the portrait, Amir's visage gave a slight smirk with one eyebrow raised. He is a human man of Kelshite descent, as evident by his tanned complexion, dark hair, and carefully cropped beard. Also, although incongruous to his Kelshite descent, his own piercing gray-blue eyes stare back at him from the portrait. Going to need to do a little something about these eyes. It's been a few days since that night, and after much deliberation, he concluded that only two options were available to him. One being to run, flee from Alkenstar, and start again. He's done it before, but not this time. This time, he's going to take the second option. Stay and fight. But how? Another few days passed in stealth and isolation while Amir attempted to gather information and a possible way forward. He needed gold. That was a given. So Amir reached out to some of his senior acquaintances for any possible ways to earn some coin. After nearly a whole day of tedious subterfuge and obfuscation, he finally landed on some information that seemed a perfect starting point. Amir heard word of a potentially lucrative job opportunity. Apparently, a mysterious job broker is looking for a party of outlaws to rob a bank called the Gold Tank Reserve in Ferris Quarter. The meeting is being held at the Bullet and Barrel Saloon. Perhaps I could see what the fuss is about. Hmm, no brash decisions. Just hear them out. Besides, I could really use a drink, so it's a win-win. The only response to Amir's remarks being a soft gurgle and a single inscrutable blink from an eye floating lazily in a pool of liquid muscle. 